What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazde. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. What's up, everybody? Man, what an episode with my main man, Chris Ryan. Oh, just what a stud. I mean, Chris uh, has worked in, with organizations like Tiger 21, R360, uh, was the interim CEO of GoBundance. Uh, just talked about, had such a great conversation around high-powered, high-affecting folks and how they go from success to significance. So such an amazing guy who's just been around the block and had so many w- just pearls of wisdom can't wait for you to enjoy the episode. Enjoy. Guys, welcome to today's episode of The Greatest Machine. I'm your host, Darius Prashazi, and boy, do we have a special guest. My man, Chris Ryan, is in the house. What's up, Chris? Darius, as always, good to uh, see your brother. It's been a bit, and I'm uh, excited about the opportunity we get to spend some time together. And I've been looking forward to this show for months now. We finally got Chris Ryan here. Um, so listen, to listeners who are new to the show, The Greatest Machine, we're about two things. We're about people who live in their passions and those creating greatness in the world. And my man, Chris, here is neither short of passion nor greatness. We're going to be chopping it up today, talking about so many great things. Um, Chris, do you mind if I um, give a little bit of our origin story before I ask you to give your origin story? Does that work for you? Please. So, all right. Um, I'm going to take a step back. So this is probably a little bit over two years ago. I was doing my book launch. I'm in the middle of doing my book launch. And... And the woman that helped me do my book launch is a woman named Amber Vilhauer. And she said, hey, um, you know, there's a guy who um, who you should talk to. Um, and and, and it, it was basically a guy that was thinking about hiring her. So she, so she asked me to do a reference check for him. And I forget the gentleman's name. But he's a real estate guy. And, you know, she knew that I came from the mortgage world. You should talk to him, you know, because, you, you know, would you mind doing a reference check? I said, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be one of your references. So I start chatting this guy up. And I'm probably two-thirds of the way into the conversation. And this guy goes, are, are you in GoBundance? <laughs> he asked me this question. I'm like. I don't know what that is. And so he's yeah, like, what's a go abundance? Yeah. What's a go abundance. Right. So I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what he was talking about. So next thing I know, he's kind of like sends me up the ladder. And I start talking to people uh, two or three conversations later. I talked to the new interim CEO, Chris Ryan, and we have this great conversation and somehow you got to hold my book. And next thing I know, Chris invites me to come to speak at the GoBundance Champions event, which is uh, basically their high net worth group within this GoBundance group. And we'll be talking all about GoBundance today. But I ended up having a great conversation with Chris, do a bunch of talks. They bought a bunch of books. And I'll tell you what, man, it, it, you, don't, you don't know this, but that came at a really important time in my life. It was the first public speaking event I, I ever did on the book. Um, it was in the middle of COVID. 
and you were just so gracious. And I was like, man, I really like this guy. And, and that was a kickoff of us getting to know one another. So I don't know if you know, if I ever call you that. So res- respectfully, if I can add a little bit of color to that, you're selling yourself really short, Darius. <laughs> and so if you remember, you actually attended the conference itself. And if you remember, there was a conversation because you were one of the last speakers that we had at the conference. There was a conversation that we had the either the night before or the morning of the day that you were giving your delivery. And if you recall, you said to me, Chris, I kind of had a plan for what I was going to talk about. But based on how this has gone for the last day, two days, I'm going to pivot and I'm really going to be open, vulnerable, transparent, authentic in telling my story, which is exactly what you did. And if you remember, you brought the house down. And there were a number of folks in that room, including myself, that uh, I had tears in my eyes based on the story that you shared, if you, if, if you remember. And what I have found in life is there are a series of moments and gifts that when you look back at them, you're like, wow, that was a, that was a tipping point moment that moved and changed the trajectory of my path in life, in work, in professions, whatever the case may be. And I'll tell you, I knew that I was very much living uh, my purpose as a new um, interim CEO of GoBundance after the success of your delivery in that Champions event, which also happened to be my first event with GoBundance. And candidly, it gave me a um, confirmation bias over the fact that I was on the right path uh, with not only GoBundance, but with changing the lives of the men uh, that were in that room. And so for that, I'm really grateful. I thank you. And and you've been instrumental in helping me move the needle forward with what is now a group of about 850 men, about 120, 130 women. Wow. So thank you for that, my friend. Oh, man. Well, it was a mutual gift. And, and uh, you had created the space to allow me to feel comfortable to share a story. I did, I, I've, I've, I've done that one other time since then, but it's a, it's a talk I, I only give if I'm really comfortable in front of people. And, and, um, and you created a space that did that. So I thank you for it. And it was a really cool way for us to, you know, get to know each other, you know, in that, in that moment. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so um, yeah, thanks man. mutual, mutual love fest here. Um, so I'm going to give you a formal bio because, you know, really what we were talking about is, is the, the job that you're now, uh, exiting and you're moving into a new amazing opportunity. But uh, Chris is, uh, first of all, Chris Ryan is just one of the biggest badasses I know. And and I can't wait to talk about, I mean, you're con- one of the mo- most connected people I know. And, you know, you really come up in the world of business in, in a really interesting way. And, and, I'm, and I can't wait to hear the origin story, but you've worked through uh, being a chair at Tiger 21, uh, interim CEO here at GoBundance that you're now recently moving on from, as well as uh, running family offices, R360, and so many more uh, amazing ventures. But you're an entrepreneur, you're a CEO, and really a change maker. If I was to really characterize and why I asked you to be on the show is I really see you as a change maker. You bring people together uh, of the highest caliber. You know, you're a person that brings people together of that are tip of the spear, people changing the world, and you you create a collective leverage for them to create value with one another. And you're doing it through all these different organizations that you're leading. So, man, it's just such a pleasure to have you here to, to really teach our audience 
about, you know, what it's like to, to build these types of organizations and the, the change and the greatness you're creating in the world. But if you don't mind, I'd love if you could give your origin story and your background, because it's, I, I know some of it, but I'd love for the audience to learn more, a little more about you. You know, it's, it's interesting at the, uh, at the ripe old age of 55, I feel like I am probably now more congruent and aligned with my passion and purpose than I've ever been. And so my origin story, if you will, is really a setup for putting me exactly in the space that I sit in today. So uh, by uh, background, uh, born, raised, grew up in New York. Uh, as a kid, three passions uh, in life, school, academics, and sports, specifically tennis. Father was a nationally ranked tennis champion. Myself uh, and my uh, younger brother, Scott, who you, of course, know, uh, champions. I wound up uh, being a semi-pro um, playing the circuit for a summer. Uh, got my ass furiously kicked uh, doing that and decided that that was not a path I was going to take. Uh, I've I've kind of been all over the map uh, from a professional uh, standpoint, built and sold a bunch of technology companies uh, with a partner back in the 90s, exited that, uh, did some work with some nonprofits. Uh, but what I have found in no small way is that my real calling and vocation uh, in life is to help create communities that are not only successful, but maybe more importantly, significant. And that comes um, primarily from a point in time back in 1996, where I sat in a room and heard a guy named Bob Buford speak. And uh, he had sold a series of uh, radio stations, done exceptionally well for himself, and wrote a book called Halftime, which is all about man's transition from success to significance and what that looks like. And uh, I am 28, 29 years old. Uh, uh, technology entrepreneur, big ego, very much on the hedonic treadmill. And there was something about this man's delivery that hit me like a sack of bricks. And uh, honestly, I felt compelled uh, to reach out to him. And it took me almost a year to be able to connect through his assistant with him. Uh, and he agreed to meet me for 15 minutes. Uh, and that 15 minutes... Uh, coffee turned into about a two and a half hour lunch. And I wound up becoming a disciple of this guy for three and a half years until he unfortunately had a stroke and lost the ability to speak. But in those three and a half years, what he really did is he poured into me the importance of all of us living a life of significance, which is different than just being successful. You know, and, and Darius, we've talked about this before, brother. In the grand scheme of things, all of us live better than any king, queen on the planet 100 years ago. So it's not about the basics of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's very much about the top of that pyramid, which is all about self-actualization. And what I have found and what I have created a real niche for myself with is in building communities that really focus, double down, triple down on this idea of being significant and what that means to them as an individual, to them as a, um, a husband or wife, and to them as parents, 
and to them and to the individuals and the members of these organizations that I've run as community leaders. And so that's really where not only am I passionate about it, but I believe it's, it's where I can truly live my calling. I love that, man. So, you know, in, in, when you met Bob and, you know, kind of got your, you know, that, I guess, pivot, if you will, away from being on the hedonic treadmill and understanding that, oh no, life's about more than just, you know, titles and, and, you know, being, you know, accolades. And, 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 and it's interesting. There's a guy we interviewed on the show, Larry Yatch, who's a former Navy SEAL. And he, he talks about this, this idea, really interesting guy, by the way, um, if you ever get the chance to connect with him and I'm happy to make intros, but he talks about this idea of achievement versus success, right? And that we mix the two up a lot. And I kind of, that's what I heard you just say, which is I, like, I can be super achievement oriented, but am I really a successful human, significant human? And I, and I, and I'm a person that ran on the hedonic treadmill hard, you know, for a long time until I was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm, this is like not bringing me any, there's a marginal return on happiness that I'm getting at this point, And it's actually kind of going the other way. So what do you like in, in working with all these groups like Tiger, R360, now go abundance, helping, you know, give, you know, shift mindsets. I'm assuming, I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, when the, when the, the student will arrive, when the teacher shows up or whatever, however that saying goes, right. You know, what do you, what do yeah, you think when the student's is? ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So, so when the student's ready, the teacher appears, you know, what do you think it is? Like what, I mean, obviously there's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It kind of explains it a little bit, but in your experience of working with a lot of super high performing entrepreneurs, CEOs, and you yourself being one, what do you think is, is it that really triggers that shift? There it's, it's kind of a confluence of different things that occur to move the needle from success to significance. Um, part of it is, uh, an age thing, right? For the, the college graduate for the first or second job individual, it's very much about performance. It's about creating definition Oftentimes, in terms of uh, success is defined by what your parents think, by what your friends think, by what your siblings think. And so you're really looking to find yourself. And that can easily occupy the 20s, easily occupy the 30s. But there's this shift, and and Bob Buford called it halftime, where you're like, huh, the story of me being successful equates to me being happy. It's bullshit, right? You and I both know a ton of really successful seven, eight, nine, ten figure individuals that you and I wouldn't trade places with for every, all the money in China. So success oftentimes, especially when it comes with ultra high net wealth, doesn't necessarily change people as much as it reveals them. And unless you're on a path to build significance into your life and are focused and are as diligent on that as you are about your professional career, your investment activity, then then by default, we oftentimes get older and make some pretty big mistakes and have from that some pretty sizable regrets. You know, you and I know a ton of people that are unbelievably successful, but their relationships are in the shitter. You know, if, if, Hey brother, if, if you're on wife number seven, it's not her. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're, if you're estranged from your children, shame on you. Right. If, if, you know, God forbid your, 
350 pounds, diabetic, unhealthy. Who cares how much money sitting in the bank account? And what's interesting and what's maybe unfortunate is the fact that we live in a society that not only glamorizes and sensationalize, but really focuses on the kind of short-term win. We measure people's wealth and worth by the size of their bank account. Um, we measure, uh, you know, uh, success by what are the cars we're driving? What are the houses that we're living in? You know, a hundred years from now, you and I are probably going to be gone. 500 years from now, no one's going to know our name. The question is not what car did we drive? What house did we have? You know, the size of the ring on the, uh, the wife's finger. The question is what mark did we leave on this world? And rarely does that have a direct correlation with the size of our bank account. And so a lot of what I've been focusing on for the last 20 years has really been flushing out not only the other forms of capital that are as if not more important than the financial piece, but what can we do about it, especially to the ultra high net wealth crowd who've achieved all the successes in life that they want, but now really need to focus, especially in that second half of their lives on what makes them significant and what makes them um, live. There's a, there's a great David Brooks video it's five minutes and two seconds long. And he asked the question, are you living for your resume or your eulogy? And I yeah. think for a lot of us, myself included, for the first half of our lives, we live for a resume. I'm very much in a place and, and grateful to surround myself with a lot of people right now and create tribes and community that's very much focused on that second piece, which is living in our second uh, uh, half of our lives and very much living more for our eulogy than necessarily our resume. Do you, um, it's funny, it's one of the, and number one, I couldn't agree with more with everything you're saying. And, and I've, I'm a person that has struggled with this quite a bit. I still, I struggle with it every day, you know, the, the, and I think a lot of high achievers struggle with that, that significance versus success. And some never even get to the significance, just it's all about success to your point. Uh, there's an interesting quote that I learned many years ago, which was, the more money you make makes you more of who you are, right? You know, money makes you yeah. more more of who you are, right? And and I think that I've seen that with friends to your point where people, business associates, friends where, you know, maybe they're greedy. It's like, man, the more money they make, it's the more they want. And there's no, there's no, and, and the the willingness to do dumb shit to get it is, seems to increase, right? Um, uh, the willingness to discard relationships for it seems to increase. Whereas, people that are generous kind of goes the other way, you know, where, where they tend to become more generous and become more thoughtful and pour into their relationships. So I, I do think that there's, I do think that the money tends to have an amplification effect. I was curious what you thought, you know, and I, and I wrote a question down. Do you see a correlation? And I know like, you know, especially working in tiger and R360 and Nell and go abundance with a lot of people, if not all of them highly focused on wealth creation right? Um, Abundance 360 being a little bit different. We'll talk about the different forms of wealth in a second, but do you see a correlation between, you know, people creating more wealth in the, in its different forms as they become more aligned with significance? Or do you think that there's a trade-off there? So it depends on how you define wealth to start. So if you're defining wealth in just the pure financial terms, all of us, have to build wealth 
to fuel our lives and all of the different elements that comprise the 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 day in and day out. And as I said, that's that's the first half of a lot of our lives. But with the majority of the uh, communities that I've built, especially with Tiger 21 and with R360, they've exceeded any form of economic gravity you can imagine, right? There's no limit to what they can buy or what they can spend. And these are eight, nine, 10 figure individuals. So the wealth metrics doesn't really matter as much. You know, you think about the two of us and let's say Elon Musk. Now he may he may travel on a different uh, plane than than we do, but you know Warren Warren Buffett made a comment about this. We're eating the same food, we're staying at the same uh, hotels. I mean, our our lives are pretty similar, and the magnitude really doesn't make a huge big difference uh, materially in the day in and day out of the operations and, and structure of our day. Where the real wealth shows up especially for these folks in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond, is in all of the other forms of capital that we talk about. So financial is one. There's a, there's a great book that my buddy Michael Cole, um, current managing partner of Arthur 60, wrote called More Than Money. He talks about the six forms of capital, financial, intellectual, social, human, emotional, spiritual. And kind of like the, the you know, cliche wheel of life that you've seen a thousand times before, unless you're firing on all of those, you're missing and you're suboptimal to where you're capable of being. And, you know, I, I look at the, the screen of you right now and I see your son behind you over your shoulder and your son could care less the next real estate deal that you're doing. He wants to make sure his dad's there at the sporting event, school event, whatever the case may be. So unless you're deliberate and focused on helping to round out and to strengthen these other forms of capital, life comes at a cost. And as you get older, you then start, as I mentioned earlier, you start to have these regrets and these frustrations or these challenges that you weren't expecting. And so the, the gift of these communities that I've built, first and foremost, they're all very relational. Second, everybody's insatiably curious and is willing to put their ego aside to learn, to live, to grow, and to fellowship. And then thirdly, we're all committed to helping each other out. And so if you can build those kind of cultures and those kind of communities, there's no stopping what you can do. And what I've seen with Tiger 21, with R360, with GoBundance is in building out these um, organizations, not only do we create more significant individuals in terms of the members, but we create better spouses, we create better parents, we be, create better entrepreneurs, better uh, uh, sons and daughters, and, and better community leaders. And that, to me, is very purposeful to where I sit and, and what I'm all about. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and Supply & Demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Hey, business leaders and decision makers, get ready to supercharge your success with the ultimate source of business leadership, wisdom, Harvard Business Review. Harvard Business Review is your daily dose of practical advice for better business management. Visit hbr.org for the latest articles like The Art of Setting Expectations as a Project Manager or AI can help you ask better questions and solve bigger problems. But this isn't just a list. I personally found the article on AI absolutely mind-blowing. It changed how I approach technology and analytics, providing real-world tools for better decision-making. And don't miss the HBR Magazine. It's published six times a year, offering timeless insights around crucial management themes. Perfect for those moments when you just you know want to get away from the screen and dive deep into some transformative content. But wait, there's more. HBR delivers top-notch podcasts, videos, and real-world case studies. From HBR on leadership to the big idea, HBR covers it all, providing invaluable insights from the best in the business. Harvard Business Review has been a game changer for me. It's challenged my thinking and made me a more effective leader. And don't forget the newsletters. Stay up to date on a variety of business topics, ensuring you're always in the know. Ready to elevate your leadership game? Dive into hbr.org, explore their podcasts, read their magazines. The wealth of knowledge is at your fingertip. While much of Harvard Business Review's content is available for free after signing up at their site, subscriptions to unlimited content start at only $10 a month. Go to hbr.org forward slash subscriptions and enter the promo code greatness right now to take advantage of this great offer. Again, go to www.hbr.org forward slash subscriptions and enter the promo code greatness to learn more about this great opportunity to help manage your career and your business. And when, and when you, and in those organizations and in your experience of working with all these folks and like, you know, we're talking about nameless folks now, but but these, you know, the circles just for listeners that you know don't know, like the circles you run in are pretty ridiculous. I mean, you're I know you're friends with Branson, and and you guys do stuff at Necker, uh, and 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 amongst many other you know well known people. So we're not talking about just a bunch of nameless wealthy people. I mean, there's a lot of folks that you're that you hang out with that that, that believe a lot of the same stuff you do, and that people would know their names. Um, but when you look at when people have that, I guess, a moment of awakening, what do you, what do you see, you know, what, what's that shift look like from, at least from your vantage point of having, you know, you've been around it a lot, but a lot more than I, I probably, if I was to think of everyone I know, you're probably the person that's probably been around it the most, seeing people move from the shift from success to significance. Like what, what, what does that look, what, what's, what do you notice? What are the things that have stood out to you in watching people go through those transformations 
it can be a very painful experience because oftentimes it comes as a wake up call to something that goes awry. So you come home, the house is empty because the wife's leaving you. Or you get in an argument with the child that decides to um, omit you from their life. Or you come back from a uh, doctor's appointment and God forbid there's some negative prognosis. And then you got to take inventory and go, what the hell? What have I been doing for the last X amount of years? And why am I in the position that I'm in right now? And so a lot of times it is a wake-up call that is uh, driven off of a catalytic event that's not positive. It's actually negative. Um, the minority of times, it's a realization from a high level of emotional intelligence. Uh, it could come from, uh, in terms of building out these communities, from uh, the opportunity for one of my members, like in Tiger 21, probably 80% of my new members came from referral from my existing members. Because it's, it's not only... It's not only that we all can can live our purpose and move the needle to significance. That that sounds great, but it's also we can do we can fellowship together. We can have fun together. You mentioned the you mentioned the trips to Necker Island. I've I've been on Necker 11, 12, 13 times, and it's fun hanging out with Richard Branson. It's fun bringing in these literally world class luminaries that we get a chance to hang out with and, and connect with and socialize with and become friends with. And it makes life more, not just interesting, it makes it more valuable in the context of working with people who can afford anything and everything. And so, you know, if it's a, if it's a, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the abundant life program. If it's you know putting folks in the room with a David Sinclair or a Dave Asprey or a, um, um, uh, Andrew Huberman or, or or Dr. Eric Berg, another acquaintance of mine. Uh, if it's you know getting people into a space where they can materially not only better their lives, but um, you know I have a, a 82 year old mom uh, who is just now starting to have some health related issues. You know what is it worth to me if if I can add another five or ten years onto her life? It's worth everything. And so it's, it's focusing on the things that ultimately I think are most important to us, but oftentimes in the day-to-day grind, it's easy to overlook, it's easy to kind of push to the side, and it's easy to ignore. And by bringing that front and center earlier on in life, I think we have a chance to live in a more meaningful, purposeful, and candidly, a more joyful life. And I, I think ultimately... Since we're all going to hit the great dirt nap at the end of our days, I think ultimately that's one of the most important things that we can do. For you know, it's interesting when you were just describing like how people come to that realization. I actually think I was in the latter category, which was high emotional intelligence. Saw it, it it kind of crept up, and then I ended up having a really painful moment, which was you know leaving something that was big and and lots of uh, hedonic pleasures, right? Lots of shots in the arm of dopamine of being, you know, someone big shot and, and having it, as I said, as I said, I went into the abyss, you know, and I'm still, I'm still, I'm kind of coming out of it now after 
it's been almost three years. It's been three years actually, um, where I'm starting to formulate what's what's next for me, but doing it in a much more thoughtful way with a lot of the things that you are de- describing. Where, what am I not willing to do? Well, I'm not willing to travel 192 days a year anymore. I got little kids still. You know, maybe I'll feel differently when my kids are in college, but I I don't feel that way now. I got a nine year old and a 12 year old, right? Um, and I missed a lot of them them growing up already that I'm not willing to give up anymore. Um, so for me, it's a lot of like, what am I not, what am I not willing to do? Um, and not willing to miss dinner, (laughs) you know, that much, you know, I'm not willing to give up my weekends for traveling on a Sunday for my business. It's just like, um, those are the, you know, I'll do it very rarely, but it it comes at at expense to your point that I'm not willing to pay that price. Um, so it's, it's interesting that, the way you, you describe that. Cause I do think for the lot of folks I've seen, and, and maybe I've now gotten to the point where I'm running in some, some circles that appreciate this stuff in a very, in such a high way that a lot of them are making the right choices that yeah, people get sick, you know, they get divorced. Their kids don't talk to them to your point. They're, they have no friends, you know? And, and then they're, yeah, they got a lot of money, but who cares? <laughs> like who gives a shit? Like what are you doing? That's so special at that point. Like unless you're taking your friends on trips to the moon, every day, which that would probably lose its luster after the fifth or seventh trip anyway, like it all does. Then it all comes down to the value of the relationships we build. So I appreciate what you just said. Um, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're spot on, you know, the, the, I, especially with some of the older um, folks uh, that I've worked with, the things that are top of mind are health, relationships, and legacy. And there's no perfect time to start focusing on those other than now. And what's interesting is we, in our own mind, create a lot of excuses, rationalizations, justifications to push that stuff off. You know, you mentioned your two young children, right? You want to be the dad that was there at the athletic event, the academic event, the social event, the weekend event, because those kids, my, my buddy Jim Shields talks about 18 summers. You yeah, got 18 yeah. summers until the world has direct access and oftentimes priority to your children. Okay, what are you going to do about this? I have a, I have a, a 20-year-old, soon-to-be 21-year-old uh, daughter. She turns to 21 on December 10th, and she was here for Thanksgiving. And we sat down, and uh, I told her name is Bishop. I said, Bishop, uh, you know I'm going to be in Nashville for you on your birthday on December 10th. She's like, Dad, I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm going out and doing social stuff. I'm like, that would all that would all, all be perfect, and you're welcome to do all that stuff. I don't care if I get a minute an hour, uh, a few hours with you, but I will be with you on your birthday. I will hug you. I will tell you I love you. I will give you a gift, and I will bask in the fact that I'm your father. And she fought me on it. Yet, I know that maybe not now, but maybe 25, 30, 35, 40, at some point in time, she'll be like, huh, my dad chose to do that and and go to all the effort and expense and, and time, commitment, to make that happen because ultimately those are the memories that I think are most important, especially with our children. And I want my daughter to treat her children, hopefully as good, if not better than I treat mine. 
And so even if it necessarily goes against what is a pretty active social calendar, my 21 year old is going to spend a little bit of time with her old man on her birthday. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And you know, it's interesting, like on the kid side, you know, one thing I've learned, which it's, I think having kids is such an interesting thing because there's an, uh, Whenever I've met people that oh, I never want to have kids, you know, and I'm like, well, it's just one of those things where you won't know till you do it <laughs> like because you're comparing it against something you've never compared it to. And the reason I say it is I'm like, I think kids are the best example I have of this, at least for myself. So I'm like, it's the first time in your life you love something more than yourself. You can't tell me your pet or your as I said, I'll, I'll fight you all day long if you tell me your pet or your significant other. They're like, oh, yeah, prove it, Darius. I'm like, here, I'll prove it to you. I'm going to give you a loaded gun and I'm going to say it's you or your dog. At least you have to think about it. At least you'd have to think about it with the dog. Maybe you would take yourself out and let the dog live. Probably not, but maybe. With your significant other, you probably have to think about it. Now, some people might argue with me and say, no, for sure I wouldn't have to think about it. And maybe they're, I think they're the exception, not the norm. On the kid side, at least when they're young, you don't even have to think about it. So it's the first time yeah, you love something no more than yourself. Yeah, no brainer, man. I'd be like, I don't even, you don't even finish the sentence. I'm out, right? I didn't know. And that I also I... would be really careful. I'd be careful about giving that gun to the spouse and having them <laughs> make the call of them or you. Because yeah. uh, I have a, a beautiful girlfriend who I've been dating for two and a half years. But depending upon the hour in the day, she may have a different decision. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Ah, screw you, Darius." Boom, Chris, you're out. <laughs> Boom. Um, but yeah, I think I think um, you know your kids become a mirror, right? You got to look at yourself, and and I think when they have kids. Or when they get older and more mature and they're less, you know, self-centered, she will see like, well, shit, man, my dad did not have to do that. Like, and none of my friends' dads did that really. And it'll be a thing where, where she'll feel the need to do that maybe with her children because kids learn through observation, you know? So I, I love that. I think sure. that's an, it's a really important point. Hey folks, Darius Mershazade here from The Greatness Machine, your go-to podcast for unlocking your full potential now. You've heard me talk about the power of effective communication, right? It's the key to amplifying your influence, engaging others, and really making your mark in the world. Well, well, hold on to your hats because I have something special for you today. Economist Education has rolled out a game-changing course on business writing and storytelling that's going to take your communication skills to the next level. Picture this. Economist Education provides online executive education courses built on the expertise and analytical rigor of the economist itself. These aren't your run-of-the-mill classes, folks. We're talking about two to six weeks online programs designed to empower business professionals like you to thrive in a changing world and workplace. These courses feature senior editors from The Economist and invited experts who dish out the insights on the latest developments in the business world. It's like having a VIP pass to the forefront of knowledge. When you sign up, you get a three-month digital subscription to The Economist to support your learning journey. But here's the kicker, my friends. Get 15% off any course from The Economist Education exclusively available through my URL, education.economist.com forward slash greatness. And don't forget to enter the promo code greatness at registration to unlock your discount. This offer ends on March 31st. So you better hustle if you want to seize this opportunity now. Don't wait until it's too late. So for 15% off any course from The Economist Education, head over to education.economist.com forward slash greatness right now and use the promo code greatness at registration. Your future self will thank you for it now. What's up, TGMers? JustWorks supports small businesses with simple, seamless solutions like integrated payroll. Now for limited time only, try out their payroll plan for one month 
for free. As a reliable and flexible platform, JustWorks earns back time. So you can focus on running your small business with big confidence. Running a business is demanding. And like, look, we've all been there. You know, you're juggling countless tasks and responsibilities every single day. That's why when it comes to managing payroll, you need a solution that streamlines the process so you can focus on what really matters, growing your business. Experience the relief of streamlined payroll management with their comprehensive solution. From automated payments to accurate tax calculations and seamless withholdings, JustWorks got you covered. Plus, their expert support ensures you have the assistance every single step of the way. And here's the best part. There's no hidden fees. Designed to be flexible, JustWorks can support teams of one to as many as your small business hires, including contractors. In just 30 minutes, set up a payroll that streamlines paying your team, saves time, mitigates errors, and is a desktop and mobile friendly. You can even integrate time tracking and benefits that support running your small business with big confidence. Don't miss your chance to get one month free by visiting justworks.com slash greatness. Secure the limited time offer and start letting JustWorks run your payroll so you don't have to. Start your free month now at justworks.com forward slash greatness. Um, you know, I want to go into the abundant life. Um, but before I go there, you said something when we were at the champions event that is like one of my favorite things you said, and I'm going to, I don't want to butcher it, but you said when you were young, your dad said that you either had a future as a, in, in radio as a, or, or in something else. And, and the way you said it was, I, I laughed my ass off. <sighs> I, 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 did you mind sharing that yeah. with the audience? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess not really much of a choice now. So, um, I was raised in a, uh, a pretty, uh, pretty challenging uh, household uh, in so much as uh, my parents both demanded uh, excellence uh, across all dimensions. And as I shared with you guys earlier, the three things that I really focused on uh, that were force-fed to me were athletics, academics, uh, and church. Uh, And um, I very much had the opportunity to, to be a juvenile delinquent uh, as a child. And, and uh, there was definitely a part of me that was headed down the, uh, the path of the professional um, uh, criminal. Part of it was the neighborhood that we were in. Um, part of it was uh, me butting heads uh, against um, my father. Um, but also my personality to be um, a little bit gregarious, a little bit verbose. Um, I have been, uh, I've been told by some of my tiger 21 buddies that, uh, if not for being a tiger 21 chair, I should have been a game show host. Oh. Um, my, uh, my lovely girlfriend, uh, calls me a grossly overpaid failed televangelist. Um, uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever. So the, 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 here's, here's the reality, right? The reality is, is, uh, I'm not shy and, and I don't have a problem getting up on a stage. The, 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 the question is right with, with all the work that I do and with all these communities that I've created, you know, have I been able to, and I, I hope I have been able to put my ego aside and what I'm doing candidly is not for the accolades or the attaboys. It's not for the paycheck. You know, I've done some of this work in my past uh, professional lives gratis because this is, this is truly where I believe not only do I belong, but where I can create the greatest impact. And 
I, of course, just like everybody else, is looking to kind of realize that significance in my own life. And what I have found is my purpose is in creating these communities to impact these individuals that can then go out and impact the world. Mm. And the gift of, there's a group called CEO Netweavers that I help run. Uh, it was a volunteer organization for about five, six years. The gift of my nine-year stint at uh, Tiger 21, uh, the gift of my uh, two-year run as the managing uh, partner for R360 Global Family Office, two-and-a-half-year run with GoBundance, is all of these organizations have given me the opportunity to create these communities that really focus on the character and the values and the morals and the ethics of people who have the ability to become significant in their own worlds and by extension significance in the worlds that they impact uh, uh, across the globe. And, you know, with what we're talking about with the abundant life that I mentioned to you a little bit before we uh, jumped on the air is the the journey continues. And I have now the success and the confidence and, and, and candidly the relationships to take what I have done and really blow this out in a positive and meaningful way across communities that are very focused on relationships, health, legacy, and the ability to truly better themselves and the people around them, uh, starting with those they love being their family. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm now I'm in the, the major leagues, the, the, the top tier to be able to go out and do this, uh, on my own terms with the communities that I've fostered and created in a way that creates real impact. And I'm, I couldn't be more excited for what I'm about to do and more grateful to the people that helped me get here. So, um, two questions. Number one, um, where in New York did you grow up? What part? So born in Yonkers, raised in Rockland County, a place called West Nyack, if you know it. Um, and then played tennis all throughout uh, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, all the you know kind of the tri-state extended okay. uh, area. Yeah, I, I pick up the little the New York vibe from you. So I I, I didn't know that before the show. Um, and so so with the abundant life, t- tell us more about that. So you know you've you've built these communities like crazy, right? Like Tiger was a big community that you, you were heavily involved in for a long time. Um, you know, the R360 family, global family office build. And then really like the, the, the GoBundance build was, I mean, I had a front row seat to this. So when I got, when I did my talk there, you guys had what, just under 300 members. Is that correct? Yeah, we were, we were at about 239 uh, when I rolled in, in July of 2020. Uh, and um, November 1st is when uh, I officially stepped out. And we were hovering at about eight twenty, eight twenty-five men, about 120, 125 women. So, you know, about nine between nine hundred and a thousand folks altogether. So, about a three hundred percent growth over the two and a half years that I was there. Yeah, that's that's massive. And so, having having grown that organization, what what do you think? What, what why do you think you were able to grow it? Because because how long has GoBundance been around for? It's been quite a while, right? 
It's yeah. So uh, David Osborne, Tim Rode, and Pat Hyben came together in 2005. They formalized the organization in 2012. And so, for all intents and purposes, GoBundance as an entity in 2012. Uh, and um, they've uh, been very meticulous uh, and deliberate in the way that they've grown the organization. Uh, and candidly, I think the guys have done a fantastic job with it. Yeah, so, so definitely. And so, so from 12 to 20, when you got there, they'd grown it to a couple hundred members. Uh, you know, which, uh, you know, starting something from scratch is always difficult. Um, and, 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 and I know that they kind of, you know, for them, it was kind of a thing that happened, you know, it wasn't like, Hey, well, this is our main business most of these guys, if not all of them, it's, it's not their main business. It's something that they just cared about. I know Mike McCarthy was brought in as a CEO for, before you got there. And then, and then you took over as CEO and what do you think, like, what was the secret to growing at five X, you know, four X, five X, you know, growing it from 300 members or three X, whatever, those are all crazy numbers. Um, growing it from 300 to almost a thousand members, you know, launching the, the women's part of it, the, the, the female part of GoBundance. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what was the, what was the magic that, like, well, how did you approach it? Why do you think you had that success? So value drove all of that. So what I really focused on doing with an outstanding team of people is driving value into the organization that showed up a few ways. As you know, we were in the um, you know first, maybe second inning of COVID when I rolled in the door. And so there was a lot of focus, as you would expect, on virtual programming. So we tripled, quadrupled the amount of virtual programming we have. We added uh, different categories of programming uh, virtually. We created uh, micro-tribes, which are about 30 different groups that are oriented across an asset class or a particular level of interest within the organization. Uh, We were very big on looking for more cultural alignment in terms of looking for members to refer their friends and associates that aligned, not just from the financial side, that's actually pretty easy. I'm much more interested and was with GoBundance and with Tiger and with R360, in finding cultural alignment as it relates to relationships, health, um, philanthropic giving, um, uh, being a husband, wife, parent, um, uh, legacy. All of those things tend to be the topics that we talk about. And the folks that come into the organization that are aligned with that find that, uh, especially in GoBundance, it's the one place they can go to have these kind of conversations. The uh, folks that are just focused on the financial piece and the uh, you know next investment or how to continue to build wealth, there are there are hundreds of masterminds that do a great job with that. If 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 someone came to GoBundance that was just looking for that as the end all be all, we probably weren't a good fit for them. And what's yeah. interesting is a lot of the folks that came to GoBundance self selected in or out based on a Zoom call or a conversation with one of our um, uh, sales team or business development folks, conversation with me. And so what we found is we found as we grew, we became more homogeneous in terms of those values. And the more we grew and the more aligned we became with those values, 
the more like-minded people we attract. Nice. So a lot, yeah. And you know, you know, my feelings on value. So that, so I couldn't agree more. It becomes a, a magnet, right. For, for the right talent. Um, so, so in, in learning in, in having that experience and building these different communities, um, what's the vision for a, a, the abundant life? So what I have discovered, uh, both deliberately and coincidentally over the course of the last 18 months is there is a huge untapped market of the ultra high net wealth that are lost in the context of building relationships, of focusing on health, longevity, wellness, uh, and around legacy. And when I talk legacy, I'm not talking about estate plan. I'm not talking about your, your tax preparation and the trust that you set up. But how do you want to be remembered and what are the values and the legacy of you, not only in the context of your family, of course that, but also in the context of the communities, plural, that you're involved with. So, you know, you've run organizations, you've had employees, they've had families. How do you want to be remembered? You may be connected to some of the academic institutions that you've been involved with. You may be connected to uh, religious organizations, nonprofit, charitable organizations. You know, your legacy is much more than who you are as just Darius the individual. And you have the resources and the means to be deliberate, just as deliberate with your legacy as you are with your investments, as you are with your relationships, as you are with your health. And so it's putting a a, a real focus and a light on all of these areas that one of the biggest regrets that I've seen over and over again in these different communities that I've run is people regret coming to that realization later in life and wish, wish they were able to get to it sooner. And so no different than GoBundance or R360 or Tiger 21, I am creating a community that will focus on that. And the community is very much being built around what will be a series of conferences literally all across the world. So from Dubai to Tokyo to New York to San Francisco to London, there is a ultra high net wealth audience for these exact topics and the speakers and the education and the experiences and the community that we can rally behind them. And so do you see it as, um, I know like um, Peter Diamantis does uh, his, uh, what is it, Abundance 360 conference. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, a mastermind similar to that in that they do a big conference once a year and then there's stuff happening throughout the year. Is that kind of how you're designing it? So it's, it's, it's still getting flushed out. But what, uh, what I have seen is I've seen a un... Um, not in any way driven by me, there is a huge demand for uh, uh, conferences. And I'm envisioning a one and a half, two and a half day uh, event in these uh, centers of affluence where we bring in the David Sinclair's, the Dave Asprey's um, uh, and others uh, to help really uh, drive a educational element. I also think, uh, similar to what I've done on Necker Island, uh, 
you know, about 10 times the ability to create experiences and the ability to create community. And what's interesting is I've hosted um, hundreds of conferences over the course of my professional career. And if you can get the trifecta of curated attendees and community mixed with really good education and uh, applicable learnings, and then you can create some world-class experiences around it and you can bring all of those three elements together, you create this magic where people are actively talking, engaging, socializing, connecting with each other long after the event itself is done. And with all of what um, I'm planning to roll it with the Abundant Life program, the real value isn't in the moment or the conference or the experience itself. The real value is in what follows behind it. And I want to make it not only easy and convenient, I want to make it an absolute no-brainer for these ultra high net wealth people to want to engage, socialize, partake, partner with the uh, educators, with the service providers, with the platforms that ultimately I believe will better their lives. I love it, man. So excited to learn more. Ever walked into a place and instantly felt drawn in by the scent? Let me share a recent shopping experience. It was a crisp morning and I decided to browse through a new store that had just opened in the neighborhood. As I stepped inside, a refreshing scent of citrus and pine greeted me, instantly lifting my mood and making me feel welcome. As I explored the aisles, the pleasant aroma lingered, enhancing my shopping experience and making it more enjoyable. It made me realize how much scent can influence our perception of a store and how it can make a difference in our overall experience. For stores using scent strategically, that can help them stand out from the competition and create a welcoming environment that keeps customers coming back. If you've ever been in a Banana Republic, Abercrombie, Marriott, or Weston, you know how fragrance can take your experience from good to incredible. Scent Air guided stores, hotels, event spaces, and other businesses in creating fragrance experiences that encourage customers to spend more, stay longer, and leave them happier, ultimately enabling businesses to stand out among their competitors. The secret behind scent marketing is that it's more than just filling your space with a nice scent. Scent Air is proven to increase earned revenue up to 9%, keep customers in your business up to 18% longer, and boost customer satisfaction up to 20% more. Give customers an experience they won't forget with Scent Air's professional quality fragrances designed for businesses just like yours. Go to scentair.com forward slash greatness to learn how you can save 25% off your first Whisper Max diffuser and explore other great deals today. Um, Well, I want to be respectful of time, but here on The Greatness Machine, we're all about creating greatness in the world and doing so, like I said earlier on the show, with people who are living their passions to create that greatness. Um, one of the things, though, that I didn't say that I, I meant to say was doing so despite the odds. I think it's, I think it's hard. It's hard to, to, to do hard things. I was talking to a guest yesterday, Gabby Reese, on this, and she said that, you know, we've come, we're in a world where hard is, people don't want to do hard things, and then, you know, whereas in the past, life was hard. But I have a question I want to, you know, kind of land on here, which is, you know, when you think of yourself, what do you believe is the biggest barrier to greatness that you have overcome to create greatness in the world? And how did you overcome it? So I think throughout my life, I have suffered from imposter syndrome. You know, I didn't deserve to be on the tennis court uh, uh, 
playing with these guys. I sure as heck, when I started my uh, stint at Tiger 21, felt that I was probably the least qualified, not only chair of Tiger 21, but I was the least qualified person in the room to be working with these ult, ult, uh, unbelievably successful and accomplished individuals. Uh, and so the the imposter syndrome runs high. Uh, and it doesn't end, right? It's not like uh, I wake up one day and I'm, I'm, I, I'm confident and I'm fully accomplished. I'm not. I'm not now. However, what I have learned is I have learned that I can only do me well. And it's okay to fail. It's okay to be ridiculed. It's okay to be fired. As long as you're living your life and your truth. You know, I have a thousand questions over the Abundant Life program that I just laid out uh, for you. And I don't have all the answers. But I know that if I just be me and do me as best I can, it'll happen or it won't. And I'm less concerned about the success of it, although I want it to be successful. I'm more concerned about making the impact. And what I have found is if I focus on the significant side of it, the success side of it tends to follow. You know, I'm grateful for the kind words that you said about the success of GoBundance, but my goal wasn't to make GoBundance successful. My goal was to pump so much value into this that everybody, everybody could benefit in the organization. And then the success pretty much followed. You know, it's the it's the Kevin Cosner field of dreams model. If we build it, they will come. I just want to build it. And with uh, with CEO NetWeavers, with Tiger 21, the more of it that I built on my own terms without having to default to what other people expected, the more it tended to be genuine, authentic, fulfilling, satisfying to me. Oh yeah. And and the 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 dollars and the and the success followed. But my legacy, hopefully, is, and I, I, I see this. I had, a, I had a, a woman who I haven't spoken to in probably 30, 30 some odd years uh, reach out to me on Facebook. And she's like, you're the, you're the best manager I ever worked with. And you know, I don't know about you, but it's comments like that that absolutely you know, bring joy to my heart. And I want to create impact. I want to create value. And I want to create significance in the lives of folks and in their families that, you know, whether I get recognized or not for it is not important. It's the ability to be in the game and to make those changes and to make that contribution that to me is going to allow me to live a life well lived. And when I leave this world and go meet my maker, hopefully there are a fair number of high fives. (laughs) I love it, man. What a, what a, what a pleasure. So much gratitude having you on the show, man. What a pleasure having you here. So much learnings on my part. This is just so much gratitude, Chris. Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah. And, and back at you, Darius, I genuinely, my respect for you quadrupled when the time that we were with the champions event. And what's interesting, Darius, is you're one of those guys that every time I call, every time I ask, and it's not often, but you, you're always there. And you are very much a, in my mind, not only very relational, 
but you're very significant in everything that you're doing, including this podcast. And so if there's anything I can do to help you or any of your viewers or subscribers in any way, my uh, personal email is Eratmus, E-R-A-P-M-U-S, was my first company, uh, at iCloud.com. You're welcome to reach out to me, and uh, I'm here to serve. Awesome, man. So we'll um, make sure we get that in the show notes. Um, And is there any other place uh, people you want people to connect with you? You know, I got a, I got a pretty robust, uh, LinkedIn profile. I'm also on, uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, my, uh, my daughter tells me I am an old man because I use Facebook and LinkedIn. She does not. Um, so you're <laughs> welcome to catch me, uh, to catch me there. Awesome well, guys. Um, th- first of all, Chris, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Appreciate you so much, my friend. Um, so psyched for what you're building with abundant life and anyone that's interested, please reach out to Chris. We have a lot of listeners of many, uh, that probably potentially qualify. Um, and, um, listen, if you like the show, please share with friends, leaders or givers, uh, share this show. This is a show everyone should listen to. I mean, I, typically I, I title the show like after the fact, but I wrote the title during the show. I'm like, this is going from success to significance. That's the title of the show. So anyone that wants to go from success to significance, this is the show for them. Please share this with your friends. Give us reviews. Give us some ratings. With that said, we love you. Peace out, everybody. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen, if you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on, and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode, you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. Whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet. With fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at the price you'll like, delivered right to your door. Don't let recipe boredom strike because HelloFresh has more options than ever before. Dig into your biggest menu yet with over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly and even more market add-on items that suit any lifestyle. Someone who's always on the go, the convenience of having delicious and nutritious meals delivered right to my doorstep has been a game changer. I'll never forget the first time I tried HelloFresh, the excitement of unboxing fresh ingredients and the joy of cooking up a restaurant-quality meal in my own kitchen. It felt like I had my own personal chef minus the hefty price tag. What really hooked me was the variety of recipes they offer. From exotic cuisines to classic comfort food, HelloFresh keeps my taste buds dancing. And the best part, no more last-minute grocery runs or wasted ingredients. Everything I need is right in the box. Ready to join America's number one meal kit family? 
Dive into a world of flavor with HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash great free and use the code great free that G-R-E-A-T-F-R-E-E for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash great free with code great free. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.